Welcome. Pull up a seat, slip on your headphones, or just turn up the volume a bit. You found the Glenise Show with Glenise Hughes. This is not a show for those who are fine with a small life. No, we go big here. You can transform every aspect of your life if you just know where to start. Now, here is your host, Glenise. Hello, and welcome to the Glenise Show. Yep. It's here, guys, with the brand new branding, the brand new title to the radio show. You might have listened before knowing it was Living in the Magic of Possibilities. And here we are with The Glenny Show. And I am absolutely thrilled with all of the changes. The web page, depending on when you listen to this, is right now not quite ready. You can go to glennysehughes.com and check if it is when you listen to this. And that is G-L-E-N-Y-C-E-H-U-G-H-E-S.com. And, you know, again, depending on when you listen, that may be uh, live. It's going to be up very, very soon. I am so excited. So, so excited. And uh, if you are looking for a web page, may I recommend, highly recommend, my sweet friend Angela Johnson to be your web page gal because, oh my gosh, it has been such a joy to work with her. It has been so easy. It has been so fun. It has been like, oh my gosh, and it just continues to blow my mind. You know, even even the like the images and the, um, well, it's like the about page. It's called, I think, Meet Glenys, but it's the about page. Oh my God, I'm so excited for you guys to see it. Like it is the most brilliant piece of work. And, you know, in, in the logics of a web page, the about page is like the most visited page on your web page. So you want to have a really good one. And I'll tell you what, I got a really good one. <laughs> I'm so excited for it. So if you are looking for a web page designer, uh, AngelaJohnson.com and Angela has two L's in it. And um, yeah, get over there. She is going to be booked up here really quickly because I have been, you know, yelling her um, awesomeness from the rooftop. So uh, and of course, everybody that works with her is doing the same thing. So you might want to check her out. Anyway, on to the show. So the Glenny Show is this week all about me too. And you might have been seeing the the hashtag or the just, you know, just the me too as a post on Facebook or on Twitter, Uh, maybe other social media outlets, I'm not sure. And basically, uh, Alyssa Milano had said, you know, if you've been sexually harassed or assaulted, write me too uh, in, in a reply to her tweet. And I don't know if it was the original post or where, but somebody added, or maybe she, it was hers, although it doesn't look like it from what I found online, um, where it says, if all the women who have been sexually harassed or assaulted wrote Me Too as a status, we might give people a sense of the magnitude of the problem. And what I loved, although that sounds really bad, but you get what I mean, is that men were writing it too. And not that I loved that they were affected, but I loved that they were willing to say, 
this is not just a woman thing. Like it does go both ways. And yeah, like, yeah. And so me too, I have been molested. I have been raped. I have been uh, stalked, although not to the degree that, you know, stalking often is nowadays. All of those things, absolutely me too. And what is it going to take to change it? You know, that's where some of the posts I saw were more really about empowering and going, yeah, me too. And what's it going to take to change it? And I get that these, you know, the the posts or the, the invitation for people to say me too, there was a lot of benefit to it from the place of bringing awareness to it and also like I know for myself back, you know, way back when it was occurring, like had I had Facebook or Twitter and this was going on, as bizarre as it might sound, there would have been a sense of somewhat relief. Because often when we're, we're going through something like that, there is this energy of I'm all alone or it's just me. And, you know, there's lots of things with, with regards to it. I mean, Nowadays, there's a lot more talk about it. It's a lot more, um, I don't know if, if I can, you know what, it's hard to say because I, I, I don't know for sure, but it certainly seems where you're educated a lot more about it. You know, I always knew it was wrong, um, like with the molestation when I was much younger and it was a, a bus driver, like I always knew it was wrong, but I didn't know really what to do or what to say or like, you know, there's the embarrassment factor, there's the shame. uh, And then like, how do you tell somebody about that? Because nobody's like, (laughs) it's got to be just you, right? Like this, you know, so there's so much around it now. And again, I don't know because I'm, (laughs) I'm not going through that now. So I don't know if that education now uh, does assist people to go, oh, well, this isn't okay. And I can tell somebody, you know, where a lot of parents now, you know, they sit their kids down and they say, if this happens, here's what you do and make sure you tell me. And, and that just wasn't the thing back then. Um, and it doesn't make it right. And it doesn't make it wrong. It's just, you know, with the me too, it really, really is an invitation for possibly young girls, young boys, maybe even older girls, older boys, you know, adults, who knows, to say, hey, me too, and can I have some assistance to change it? You know, to me, that that's the really cool thing, because the biggest thing that I did with all of that when I was younger was I chose to be victim from it. You know, I literally went into, well, he did this to me and he shouldn't have and he was wrong and I had, you know, in a sense, no choice about it. Now, when I say it like that, I don't mean that as, you know, a young kid that I had choice in it or that I should have, you know, that I should have done anything different with it. It's just that I was still playing that victim card when I was 20, when I was 30, when I was... um I guess in my late 30s, you know, it really wasn't until I started studying access consciousness that I really got the sense that I wasn't actually a victim, that I was willing to choose beyond it. So 
yeah, definitely when I was, you know, six and seven and eight and all of those, like, yeah, that's right. There, there, it, it was more, more difficult, we might, might say, but when I was 20 and still blaming him and when I was 30 and still blaming him, like, that's actually not, like, that, that's, that's just... <laughs> That's just an interesting choice. So that's really what I wanted to talk about on this show was the getting out of the victim of it. Yeah, <laughs> everything that just brought up, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, podpock, shorts, boys and beyonds. And so that's the access consciousness clearing statement in case you're not familiar. And you can go to accessconsciousness.com for more information about access consciousness. And you can go to the clearing statement for more information about the clearing statement and how it works. But really looking at like, no matter what has occurred in your past, you actually are choosing your future now. So all of those years, and I mean, when I say I played victim, like, I mean, I really played victim. Like, because of him, that was the reason that I had a weight problem. <laughs> I mean, cute, not bright. Because the minute that you, ha you add that story, the minute that I added that story was then kept me under it, kept me as part of it, kept it real and kept it significant and actually kept it in a place where I couldn't change it because I was buying and selling that story as true and real. And, you know, whether I said it out loud or not, it didn't matter. It went on in my head for a long, long, long time until I was willing to go, wait, yeah, maybe it was why I ate more than my body was asking when I was a kid, but it's not why I'm eating more, you know, when I'm 20 and 30 and on. So it's like looking at that and, and going, okay, that was then, now what? And sometimes there is more action to take. Like sometimes you take the person to court or you, you charge them, you know, at the police station or there, you know, there's things to do. Absolutely. I'm not saying that at all. Like, you know, of course you use your awareness with what is and throughout it all, never see yourself as the victim. You know, whatever has occurred, the minute you go to victim is the minute that you pretend you're powerless and you're not, you know, we are not, I was not powerless in any sense or shape or the form, except that I chose to be. And that is the piece right there. You know, it really isn't what occurs. It's what we do with what occurs. Like it's, it's, it's how we then take that experience and what we do with it. Yeah. So everywhere that you've taken what has occurred in your life and used it as an excuse not to be all of you, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pot, shorts, boys, and beyonds. You know, would you be willing to acknowledge what occurred? If, if this relates to you, I'm assuming if you're listening this, this far in, there's something that, that relates for you. You know, would you be willing to, to acknowledge what occurred, not pretend it didn't, not, not use the excuses? You know, for myself with the rape, I was um, 17 and I had, you know, went with the guy and we were making out and 
you know, I had no plans of, of having sex with him. And as we were making out, it became really apparent that he had bigger plans. And when I was saying no, that in his world obviously wasn't an option. And as I was there, I didn't fight him or anything because what I kept just telling myself was, well, you did go away with him. You left the party. You went, you know, you, you went, you were secluded. You were making out with him. You got him excited. So it's really your fault. And it's really interesting, like, like, and I, re- I remember that having all of those thoughts at the time, you know, it was like a reasoning and a justification. It was like, oh, yeah, you know what, I did do this. So I guess I'll do that. And, and you know, it's not his fault. And like, instead of like screaming or kicking or biting or, you know, doing something to say no, it was like this, this justification. And it was my fault anyway. And then the shame from it, you know, that I really didn't, I never told anybody because I didn't even really honestly see it as rape. It was like, well, I was making out with him. So that's just kind of what happens. It's like, actually, no, (laughs) no, at any point, no is no. And so, you know, if you acknowledge what occurred, even if it was something like that, where, you know, you, you justified it after, like, if you acknowledge it for you, yeah and not let it be like not not allow it to affect you from the place of um, either judging you or judging them again it might be something you want to say you know what I'm going to press charges or like there might be something more that way but internally for you don't see yourself as a victim to it you know look at it as okay that's what that was and it wasn't okay and now what can I choose based on that you know and I'll tell you what I never put myself in that position again unless I knew that you know I was interested in having sex with the person like it was it in in that case choice created the awareness now and I, I don't say that to make light of it or to make fun of it or you know I learned my lesson I don't mean it like that it just truly is choice is what creates the awareness for us and what would it take to live on a planet where you didn't have to put yourself in that sort of a position of well I can't do this because this might happen or I have to protect myself from this or you know like how cool would it be to have a whole planet where no meant no and no matter what occurred you could always change your choice yeah so everything that just brought up you destroy and uncreate it all right wrong good bad online putt box shorts boys and beyonds and one of my po um my Facebook friends, I saw her post and I thought it was brilliant. She has a young son. Her name is Diane and she's in Ottawa and she is awesome. And she has a young son and she was saying how she has always taught him that no means no. So even if she's tickling him, you know, the minute he says no or stop, she does. And, you know, it was really like this, this kind of aha for myself of like, how often do we, like, I mean, I've got tons of nieces and nephews and uh, hubby has a bunch of grandchildren. And, you know, so I do spend some time with kids and like, say tickling, for example, like, 
how often, you know, tickle and then they're saying stop, but, you know, they're laughing. So you're, you're continuing because you're, you know, you're having fun, even though they're saying stop and not really computing it to like, if they're saying stop here and I'm not, then what message is that delivering for when they are, you know, 17 making out with a guy in, you know, in private? Like, so what if we did start honoring also that, whatever that is? Like, I I really, I'm so grateful, Diane, for you sharing that. Because it was like, yeah, like, stop and no means stop and no, no matter what. And then they could choose. You know, maybe they could be like, oh, I was kidding, you know, tickle me some more or something like, you know, but at least letting them choose and acknowledging it. And from both sides, you know, I don't see it as like she has to teach her son that no means no, because he wouldn't know otherwise when he's, you know, with a girl down the road, if that's what he chooses. It's like, no, he actually gets to know that for him, too. Because again, I mean, the amount of men that I saw write me too. Yes, like let's stop pretending that one, it doesn't happen at all, and that if it does happen, it only happens to women. Like, what about the times that, I mean, I, and that was the other piece, and I'll actually talk more about it in, in the next segment, but like, how many times have I done that? Not from the place of, you know, inappropriately touching a man or something like that, but there's a lot of other stuff energetically and, you know, just staring at somebody or, you know, gossiping with friends about or like, oh, there's so much that has become like the normal, like nobody questions it. This is just what happens instead of like, actually, it, yes, it is. And what would it take to change it? Like truly, what is it going to take to change all of this so that it's not normal so that we all know that it isn't okay and we all have each other's backs with regards to it. Yeah, so everything that brought up, we destroy and uncreate it all, right, wrong, good, battle, nine, put, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And anywhere that you've bought or sold the lie that you are a victim to it, will you destroy and uncreate it all and return that to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, pop, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And how many judgments, agendas, inventions, and lies are you using to create the domination of E equals MC squared with regards to being a victim are you choosing? Everything that is, we destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pop, pop, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And that clearing, I do believe I did it on last week's radio show. It's one of the newer clearings from Access Consciousness. Um, And basically, it just clears a lot. (laughs) So, all right, we're going to head to break and we'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? From across Europe, New York to California, Australia, and across Canada, along with her beautiful acreage near Edmonton, Alberta. Plus, you can also join many of Glenise's phenomenal classes, live-streamed from the comfort of your home. Check Glenise's schedule at GleniseHughes.com. If you would like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. GleniseHughes.com. 
Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenise.net. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to The Glenise Show. Want to find out more about what Glenise and the show are about? Visit GleniseHughes.com. Again, that's G L E N Y C E Hughes.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. So we are talking about Me Too, which is uh, just something that was started, I don't know, in the last week, I guess, uh, where they were, you know, it was just suggested that if people put in their status on Facebook or Twitter, you know, Me Too or hashtag Me Too, then we could start getting a sense of, you know, all the people that have been sexually harassed or uh, assaulted. And again, you know, there is there is an energy of that, that yeah, let's have the awareness that, like, it has affected everyone on the planet, quite likely, I, you know, I can't say that for sure, of course, and quite likely. And <laughs> what if we're not victims? Like, what if we can look at that, we can acknowledge, we can go, yes, absolutely, this has this is a way bigger problem. And, you know, like I say, way bigger problem, but I don't know, this sounds so funny, but it's like, let's stop making it okay. You know, like, let's stop saying that's just the way it is. You know, there's terms like boys will be boys. But also, I am willing to acknowledge the times that I have been inappropriate with men. Like, and again, not inappropriate touching or anything like that, but the, you know, the the teasing or the the inappropriate joking or, you know, where it does cross a line, but because they're a man, it's like it's okay or something. And it's just like, no, like, what if we stop it all? And definitely, I mean, I have a lot of, you know, female and male friends that I have a lot of fun with joking around from like, in terms of sex and and that like, you know, it's great fun. And everybody is a part of it. And it's not, um, it's not harassment by any means. And that, you know, that's a totally different energy than what I'm talking about in terms of the harassing or, you know, there's a lot of times where, um, you know, been in a situation where there's maybe only one male at the, at the table where we're having drinks or, or dinner and drinks or whatever. And, and that male kind of gets, um, a lot of attention. And if I'm really honest, there's times where I know that that's not okay with that male. And so it's like just bringing that for my awareness too. And I was so grateful because one of my friends on Facebook, uh, he wrote like almost an apology. Not again, not that he had ever inappropriately touched somebody or done anything physically that was unwanted, but he acknowledged all the times, not like all the times, but the times or that he had 
um, energetically or like, you know, stared at or, you know, that there was still like, even without the touching stuff, there's still stuff we can do that isn't okay. And we can make it okay in our head or we can reason it or we can justify it or we can just join the group, right? I think of, you know, six women sitting around the table and one guy, and yeah, some are absolutely on board and it's a lot of fun and it's just joking around and it's it's a totally different energy. But then there's also times where, you know, that one guy is really uncomfortable. It really doesn't, you know, that's not a conversation or joking that's fun for him. Like, it's like, what if we just all chose, and I mean all by me too, to really really be willing to look at what we are creating with what we are saying and doing and thinking and choosing. (sighs) Yeah, (laughs) seriously, I mean me too. Like I, that has been something that's on my mind. Well, mind, you know, that I've been playing with however you want to say it. Uh, And not from the place of just this, like this subject, but from actually every area of my life. Like truly truly being willing to be aware of what I'm creating. Like, even last night, I had uh, more spaghetti than my body asked for. And I was aware that it didn't desire any more. And it was just, I had all my, I was going to say it was just so delicious. And then I realized I had all of my reasons and justifications. And you know, when I was done and then I wasn't feeling so, you know, great because I was really full and yucky. And it was like, huh, if I would have been willing to acknowledge the what I was creating with that choice, I'm pretty sure I would have made another choice. And to me, it's no different. If you're sitting, whether you're sitting with a group of men or women or, you know, mixed or whatever, and you're teasing somebody about their, you know, say their nice new tight pants or something like that. Like, if you're willing to be aware of the future you're creating, you'd actually be aware of, you know, what is it creating? Like, is it something that is creating more and the person's loving it and, you know, it's really lighting them up? Or are they humiliated, but they're laughing because they don't want to seem, you know, prudish or whatever? Like, what if we were just all willing to be the infinite awareness that we truly be? Yeah, right, wrong, good, battle, nine, butt, box, shorts, boys, and beyonds. <clears throat> and then really just looking at what, like, what works for us and what's not okay and what, what do we require? Like, you know, and I, I had... Um, it was a couple of weeks ago and, and I was with a group of people and and somebody made fun of um, kind of a race of people and this is a common conversation with this group of people and by common I mean it has been going on since before I was born and it drives me fucking nuts like I am so over it um, when I was young it was like people didn't know better, which is still a justification I get. And nowadays, again, there's more education, there's more awareness. And so it's in my world, it is not fucking okay anymore. And for probably one of the very first times in my life, I actually said it. And it was it could have been taken as unkind, like the way that I delivered it, but it was like, that's not okay. That is not okay. We have kids in the next room and that is not okay. And not that it should only be with kids. It's just like, it's got to stop somewhere. 
you know, so that generate like my generation, you know, even though I've always known it was wrong to, you know, be racist, <laughs> which <laughs> it sounds so funny, like, a, like, of course, it's wrong to be racist. And of course, wrong, what's that, right? It's a judgment, there's no right or wrong. And it's not okay in my world. So if you are going to be racist, I am going to say something to you about it. Um, and so, you know, if we choose not to say anything, then what's going to occur <laughs> is those kids in the next room who, you know, are back and forth are going to hear that and it's going to become okay in their world too. They're going to say, well, dad says it or mom says it. So that's just what it is. And I get like, that's not okay. Like it has to stop somewhere. And so, you know, this person said their thing and, you know, a few people around the table laughed and I just looked and I said, that's not okay. Like that's not okay. And she was not happy with me. <laughs> and I didn't actually give a flying fuck. And if it only stops when I'm in the room with her, cool then you know what? It stops when I'm in the room with her and she may continue it when everybody else is around. Like I don't, it, it's so, it's not okay. Like the more that we let that stuff go, the more that we go, oh, boys will be boys or, you know, we can, we can tease him because he's, you know, he's the only one at the table with us. And like, we need to stop, start looking at what doesn't work for us and voicing it or, Maybe it's a situation where you can't voice it or you're aware that voicing it wouldn't actually create more. Then, then what do you require for you? Do you need to go somewhere else? Do you need to leave the situation? Like, and, and I'm not saying like, yeah, there just may be times <laughs> where saying it won't actually create more. So what else is possible? And what is required for you to be that aware in terms of what doesn't work for you because that's the other thing too is we've become so desensitized to stuff you know if you look at your your family and how you grew up and what they talked about and what was okay with them you know is there um you know places where whether it's with you know the sexualness or the um, racism or whatever, like what was okay there? And then what have you maybe, because it was okay with them or because that's how you grew up, have not looked at in a sense of like, does this truly work? Does this truly create more on the planet? You know, does talking about the neighbor and, you know, all of their, I don't know, maybe they sleep around or something. So gossiping about the neighbor or like, be aware of what doesn't work for you and then take action with it, whatever that is. And it's not about making people wrong. You know, so, so that, that woman that I said that to, I didn't make her wrong in it. It was just like, that's not okay. Like, no, it's not okay. And she wasn't wrong for saying it. And I'm not going to sit here and listen to that. And it totally, I mean, it never came up again, which I was absolutely thrilled with. And I, you know, I said I'd never said that before, but I, I actually had, but it was always with a joking. Like it was always, it was never truly the demand of this stops now, except this last time. It was like, that was like, it was like, no. And if they wanted to go in, 
you know, to judgment of herself for it or to the wrongness of herself for it or like all of that, then she can choose that. And that's often how I've, you know, how do I say, like made choices about what to say and what not to say is like, I would jump into that person's universe. I would go, oh, they'll feel bad if I say something. So I won't. And it's like, no, actually, that's not checking in. That's not an honoring of me. That's evaluating what they will, what works for them as opposed to what works for me. It's also a very big superior bitch mo move because it's actually usually not, well, I shouldn't say usually, but it's often not true. Like I'm jumping into their universe and then I'm projecting and expecting and judging and all of that. It may or may not be true. And ultimately that should be none of my business. So everything that just brought up, oh, you destroy and uncreated all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine pod poc shorts, boys and beyonds. Now, one of the really cool things with my new web page is that there is a section called Radio Show. You'll actually be able to go in there and find, you know, this show and different whatever I might ha add to it, whatever I might talk about, there'll be different links to it. So one of the things that I want to put in there, if you are interested, is a link to a show that I did years ago, I think 2014 to be exact, um, called Stop Being a Superior Bitch, and still one of my favorite shows. So if you would like more information about Superior Bitch, if when I just talked about it, it, you know, piqued your curiosity, I'll put a link, direct link to that show. The other show that I will put a direct link to is um, about universe jumping, because it's something I talk a lot about, but not a lot of people are familiar with kind of what that means. So I will link to both of those shows. So if you just go to this radio show in that radio show uh, spot on my new web page, when my new web page is up, it might not be yet. When you listen to this, you'll find the links to those two shows. So that's the other thing I've been looking at, like is what else have I kind of been tolerating in a sense of, you know, when I was seeing all of the Me Too's on Facebook and kind of going, well, of course, like, of course. And I even saw somebody post that, like every person on Facebook could write Me Too. And of course they could. And good God, like seriously, like that, that should not be kind of like, a, of course, that's just the way it is. And yet for me, that was, it was like, of course you have, of course you have, of course you have, of course I have like, but fuck no. Like what, if we stop tolerating it, if we stop making it okay, if we were willing to acknowledge our choices and actions that created that, whether we created it or created it as okay, then, then what more could we create on the planet? Whew, everything that just brought up, well, you just and uncreated all, right, wrong, good, bad, online, pot, pot, shorts, boys and beyonds. I remember there was a, a guy in my very small hometown uh, in population 505, and it still says that, so I don't know. I don't think they keep very good track, but very small hometown. And there was this man when I was growing up, and he would, you know, you'd go to the restaurant, and he would always be encouraging little boys to lift up their t-shirt for him and I don't I don't remember if there was ever touching or tickling or I don't remember what it was or how he convinced them but I remember like it, and it was often like if you went in that's what he was doing 
And I look at that now and it's like, now (laughs) there's probably, well, I shouldn't say there wouldn't be, but like hopefully there wouldn't be a parent on the planet that would allow that. And yet back then, and, and this is the, you know, the late 70s, early 80s, not a parent said a thing. Everybody knew, everybody knew he was a disgusting, you know, pervert. And yet nobody told that little boy they didn't have to do it. And I shouldn't, like, I mean, that sounds really generalized, like as if nobody did. I'm sure there were people that did. I'm sure that there were people that said, don't do that and told him to go to hell. Like, I'm sure. But I never experienced that. All I saw was he would ask, he would somehow cajole them into it. They would do it. And then everybody, you know, or not everybody, I felt really awkward. And it was always just little boys. And, you know, whatever, doesn't matter. Boys, girls, it doesn't matter. Um, You know, and now, like, it's like, when I look at that and I look at, say, the, the adults that I was with, family, friends, you know, other, other friends, parents, like, whoever that I was with, it was like, what is that that wouldn't, you know, be the, like, you don't have to lift up your shirt and you stop asking, you're disgusting, you know, like, whatever you could say. Um, And a lot of that, and this is just my own perception, who knows, I think a lot of it is, is their own unhealed sexual harassment or sexual assault, like where, where they made themselves so wrong for it, where they had been touched or shamed or, you know, whatever. And so then as an adult, you're put in a situation like that, not put in a situation, but you know what I mean. So all of a sudden your kid is being asked to, to, you know, raise his shirt so this guy can see his stomach for whatever. God help me. I don't want to know whatever. Um, you know, to not say you don't have to, or that's wrong. Like, how much of that is from their stuff and not that we need to figure out why or justify it and and yes they you know that is still not okay and it's like really like if if anything <laughs> if this me too kind of campaign could assist i wonder how much it could assist the people who aren't there yet who haven't looked at their stuff who aren't willing to you know acknowledge it and and not make themselves a victim to it, and also know that they actually don't ever have to go through that again, and that they can assist others to not choose that, that they could be the voice for the, you know, say the six-year-old boy who has to raise his t-shirt. Not has to, but, you know, often doesn't feel like there's a lot of choice in that situation. So everything that just brought up, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, butt box, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And I know this is kind of a heavy topic, guys, or kind of a, um, maybe not as fun as magic tricks to create more money or something, but really, like, what if it isn't, what if it doesn't have to be heavy? Like, what if it, what if we could look at it for what it is? And I'm sorry if you hear my cat in the background. He thinks he needs to go out. Um, you know, what if you could acknowledge that it is and that we can, we can actually change it, that way more is possible. And if we get the shame out of it, acknowledge it and be like, okay, cool. Now what's it going to take to change it? So on that note, I am going to go let my cat out and I'll be right back. It's 
your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? From across Europe, New York to California, Australia, and across Canada, along with her beautiful acreage near Edmonton, Alberta. Plus, you can also join many of Glenise's phenomenal classes, live-streamed from the comfort of your home. Check Glenise's schedule at GleniseHughes.com. If you would like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. GleniseHughes.com. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenise.net Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to The Glenise Show. Want to find out more about what Glenise and the show are about? Visit GleniseHughes.com. Again, that's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E Hughes.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to The Glenny Show. I'm just so excited to say that. Uh, and we are talking about Me Too. And before we get back to the show, I just want to invite you to some awesomeness. So we have coming up very, actually very, very soon, is in Germany, I am going to Bonn. And I'm going to do a one-day class on October 28th called Embodying Wealth and Opulence. And on October 29th, I am going to do a one-day class on how to create a magical hubby. (laughs) How does it get any better than that? And then we are going to head off to uh, London, England on October 31st. I'm so excited about this class. I am going to facilitate an evening class called Demons Are Not a Girl's Best Friend, How to Stop Energies from Affecting You and Your Creations. I'm so excited. How's it get any better? Uh, And then on November 2nd, we start Foundation in London. Then November 23rd is Access Bars in Calgary with uh, co-facilitating with Tracy Blem. And November 24th is Foundation. I will be facilitating also in Calgary. And then Hawaii in January. I'm going to do a whole intensive three days embodying wealth and opulence. Yeah, baby. How's it get any better than that? So lots of awesomeness coming up. And of course, I do a lot of online stuff also. So make sure to be checking that. If you aren't on my uh, email list, you may want to get on there. When the new web page is up, there's a really cool opt-in that you might like. And it's called 10 Signs. You are ready to have it all. And so once you, you know, go and you sign up for that, you'll get the free audio and the free PDF, and then you'll be part of the email list too. And that will 
keep you updated of all of the awesomeness uh, that I've got coming up. So yay. All right, so let's go back to talking about me too. And again, we're looking at it from the place of not choosing to be a victim to it, looking at it for what it is, acknowledging what it was, and now what else is possible? Yeah, now what else is possible? And also the other side of it. Would you be willing to recognize what your choices are creating on the planet? Whether you're tickling some you know, young kid who's asking you to stop and you're not, whether you're um, talking to your girlfriends or your boyfriends about, you know, how sexy the guy at the corner is and, and you could tell it's making him really uncomfortable, you know, like, like really, really, really looking at the whole picture and especially not making, you know, men are wrong and women are right by any means. Because again, like I said, when, when men started posting me too, I was like, fuck yeah, like fuck yeah. And I did see a post and I was really, it was really interesting to me because um, I guess I'd really never thought about it this way before. And, and this woman, uh, I believe she's from New York and I don't remember if she was sharing it as she was part of this or um, like whether she was the facilitator of it or she was a student in it, I don't remember. But basically there was a group of men and women and, and she said, um, she asked the men what they do to, you know, kind of, in a sense, protect themselves, like when they're going out late at night, or they're walking to their car in the uh, dimly lit mall parking or something like, what do they do to make sure that they're not hurt or to, to protect themselves? And none of them had anything, like they just kind of looked at her like, what do you mean? Like, it's, it wasn't something that crossed their mind. And then she asked the women the same thing. And every woman had something, you know, I carry my keys, like, so I could poke their eyes out. I have mace in my purse. I uh, never go alone. I always make sure I've got people with me. Like there was, you know, the, the women had a whole bunch of things that they had done and, and really opened the eyes for the men of kind of like what it's like from that perspective. And again, not to make it like, okay, well, men are never affected by it. Of course they are. Um, but really the recognition that there is certainly um, going out in, you know, places like that, like that, it's, it's just different. And, and what would it take for it to change so that all of us were willing to be aware of what was required? You know, it's not like it's, we're looking usually we use the word safe, right? It's just, what it take for us all to feel safe? And it's like, that's not actually, at least that's not what I'm looking for. What I'm looking for is just the willingness to be aware, the willingness to go, okay, no, it doesn't, it, it, there's something, it doesn't feel yummy to go. And it doesn't have to be because, right? Like, so let's say you're, you want to go to a concert, but the only parking is in the you have to walk three bar blocks and there's no streetlights. So a lot of time from conclusion, we would say, okay, well, I have to go, um, you know, I, I can't go because it's, it's a Saturday night and, and I'll get hurt. Like that's a conclusion. We also want to have the same awareness when we're going to go to our friend's house and park on the street during daylight. 
You know, there's, again, we kind of do this generalization that, okay, well, it's downtown, it's not a good area of town, so no, I won't go, instead of asking a question, or, well, it's uptown, and it's daytime, so I'll go, right? You always want to be in your awareness. You never want to shut that off. And often we shut our awareness off because of the, you know, again, because, well, it's because of the judgments. So we might have the judgment that it's scary at night. We might have the judgment that it's um, safe during the day. And it's the same reason that so many times people are shocked when they find out about uh, abuse or, uh, you know, any anything of this matter from, like, whoever, you know, chose to do it. I guess either way, but it's because we have the judgments. Well, a priest would never do that. A police officer would never do that. Um, That young girl is so happy that could have never happened to her. You know, we have all of these judgments instead of like, if if we were willing to not have the judgments, then we'd actually be aware. We would never be shocked by anything because we'd actually be willing to be aware. But the minute we judge whether the person's happy so it can't be happening to them, whether it's their job title, whether it's their, um, <clears throat> you know, every time I saw her with her uh, grandpa, she, she, or she always wanted to go with her grandpa, or, you know, like we have all of this stuff, like instead of just like, hey, what is going on? What, what does that feel light? Does that feel heavy? What do you know here? And never ever concluding whatever it is, like, oh, it feels heavy, so it must be blah, blah, blah. Like, what if it's not? What if it's just heavy? What if it's just not, you wouldn't have fun at the concert? I mean, if we don't add all of those becauses, then we'll be the infinite awareness we truly be. Yeah, so all of the becauses that you have added to ensure that you not be the awareness that you truly be, will you destroy it and create it all and return it to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, battle, nine, pet, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And what energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to be the infinite awareness you truly be? Yeah, everything that doesn't allow that to show up as if by magic, we destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, battle, nine, pet, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And then if you have chose victim with what has occurred in the past, what energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to be the potency you truly be? Everything that brings up, will you just destroy and uncreate all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pop, pop, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And one that I quite like to run, what energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to be the potent motherfucker creator of magnitude you truly be. Anything that doesn't allow that, will you destroy and uncreate it all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, podfuck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Just because that's fun for me. But like really getting into the, the knowing that you are the potency, that you are not a victim, and that if you choose to be one, you will always be at the effect of it. Yes, whatever occurred, occurred. Yes, we're not going to pretend it didn't. We're not going to push it under the rug. We're not going to make it less than. We're not going to justify it or reason it. We're going to acknowledge it. We're going to be aware of it. We're going to say no more. No more. No matter what, no more. 
This doesn't work. This is not okay. And we're going to demand of ourselves to be the potency of us so that it doesn't have space anymore. Because if you be the potency of you and I be the potency of me, then we're inviting other people to be the same. And the more potency, potency, <laughs> potency that we're willing to be, the more that we're inviting others to be it. The more potent people are on the planet, the less room there is for abuse, for racism, for unkindness, for all of that. So anywhere that you haven't been willing to be the potency of you, just destroy and uncreate it all and return it to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pet box, shorts, boys and beyonds. And maybe it's something you've, you've been trying to change or something like, who are you being when choosing victim is more valuable than choosing to be the potency of you? <sighs> Everything that is, we destroy and uncreate all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pet box, shorts, boys and beyonds. Everyone that you're mimicking that victim, that you are a victim, that victim is even a possibility Will you destroy and uncreate it all, right, wrong, good, bad, online, pet pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Because what if it's not? Like, what if victim is just a lie that we've bought into? I mean, I often joke about, uh, you know, winning, winning the award, you know, like I, I could win awards for the victim I played for everything was everybody else's fault. And if that wouldn't have happened to me, then I wouldn't have blah, blah, blah. And what's interesting now when I, when I look at that is really, it, I mean, it was a million things and it was a great way to not have to choose greater. It was a great way to fit in. It was a great way to be mediocre. It was a great way to distract myself. Yeah, everything that brings up. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, put, fuck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And that is a huge piece because a lot of times with uh, sexual abuse, uh, assault, harassment, all of that, there's so much shame. And that's often, you know, like what I said for myself with the rape, I was just so ashamed. Like, how could I have put myself in that position? Of course, he's a man. That's just what he's going to expect from me and like all that stuff. That was really just a distraction from me choosing to go to the police or talk to my parents or talk to somebody, you know, who could have who could have assisted me with it. And it's a distractor implant, like it's designed to keep us spinning. And for me, in that case, it was the spinning and the wrongness of me. And sometimes it could be the other way, the spinning of the wrongness of them, kind of like what I did with the bus driver years later. You know, then I spun on, well, he shouldn't have, and he was wrong, and he was horrible, and he was, you know, all of these things instead of going, wow, okay, so now what can I choose? And in that case, I mean, I could have went somewhere, um, you know, to the police, even all those years later, I still could have chose that, and I didn't. And it's all that distraction energy, and the shame, and the guilt, and the, all of that, those are just distractors. So... Anywhere that you're using distractor implants to stop you from choosing beyond whatever it is, will you destroy and uncreate all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And would you be willing to, again, 
acknowledge what is, and then ask what else is possible here I've never even considered. Anything that doesn't allow that, destroy and uncreate it all, right, wrong, good, bad, online, pet pox, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then be in the space or the question or the energy of, like, what can we create on the planet from the potency of us, from the demand of us to never allow anything that doesn't work for us to for us to choose it or for those around us to choose it. And again, I don't, I mean, that sounds like, you know, you're controlling everybody around you. I don't mean that, but like check in if it doesn't work for you to be sitting at that, um, you know, dinner table with people who are talking, uh, you know, teasing the only guy about how, you know, sexy his butt looks in the, in his pants and, and you know, it doesn't work for you. You can just get up and leave. Like, a lot of times we do know it's not okay or the person isn't okay with it or they're not comfortable and it's the awkwardness and you don't want anybody to feel bad. And it's like, what if, What if we stopped universe jumping? Like, what if we let people feel bad if that's what it takes for them to really be aware of what they're creating? Or maybe it's having the conversation. Maybe it's saying out loud, hey guys, do you get that it's okay to do this right now? Like, is this is this working for you? Like, you know, Again, not from judgment, but from hate, no. Like, absolutely no. Yeah. So anywhere that you've stopped yourself from being that person, <laughs> will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, pop, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And by that person, it's like the one who says the things that make everybody uncomfortable. And again, sometimes it takes that discomfort for a person or people to look at what they're doing to change them. And... Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what it would be like to be that person. And, and not again, not from the place of wrongness, but just from the place of, hey, like, this isn't okay. Like, that's not okay. Like, what, what would that take? And yeah. And then how much more awareness can we be to really, really start creating what we would like on the planet? You know, a place where everybody is infinitely aware, where the abuse and the racism and the unkindness and the harshness and the all of the stuff that we know doesn't create more where that's not normal where that's not common where it doesn't get hidden where people are willing to say hey this just went on can somebody assist you know like really really start changing it so everything that just brought up, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, pop, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And again, what energy, space, and consciousness can us and our bodies be to be the potency that we truly be? Anything that doesn't allow that to show up as if by magic, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, pop, shorts, boys, and beyonds. All right, sweet friends, thank you so much for listening in. I am so, so grateful for each and every one of you. And I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for making The Glenice Show part of your life. Listen again next week, Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and continue changing your life.